You may be seated. And I invite you to open your Bibles to the book of Ephesians chapter 1. And uh, we're going to continue along the lines of our series on heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. In Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 14, it says, The Spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance. The first fruits, the pledge, the foretaste, the down payment on our heritage. In anticipation of its full redemption and our complete possession of it, to the praise of His glory. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord and your love for Jesus and to all the saints, the people of God. Paul says, it brings me to my knees and I want to just pray for you. And he said, I always pray to God of my Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he would grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation, of insight into mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of God. I want you to pay particular attention to that word revelation. The Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance, will reveal to you Things that you have read for years, but perhaps have never seen. He is our teacher. He will bring revelation into your hearts to where the lights go on and you get a grasp of your inheritance in Christ. By having, verse 18, the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you. And how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints, his set-apart ones. And so you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength. At the moment you were born again, you've been born into the richest family ever known. On March 1975, when I came out of darkness and I came into the kingdom of God, I didn't know it, but I became a king and a priest. I became royalty in the royal family of God. So receive that and believe that today. Now here's the purpose of our study that we're doing. Number one, to renew our minds and so that we can see ourselves as heirs of God. Number two, to discover what is included in our inheritance. And number three, to learn how to take our inheritance. You know, last week we looked at several scriptures, and by a quick review, let me just say this, that we found out according to Galatians 4, verses 4 through 7, that we are heirs of God. We found out in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 4, that we are heirs by birth. We discovered in Romans chapter 8 that we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And I love what Galatians 4, 7 says in the NLT. It says, since we are his children, everything he has belongs to us. And this everything that he has in this inheritance is for you and it is for me to partake of in the here and now. And so what we want to work with this morning, 
we want to work with Galatians chapter 3 and verse 29. So let's look over there and we'll look at this in the Amplified Version. Well, actually, we'll look at it in the King James first. Galatians 3.29. And if you be Christ, how many of you are His? You know, the Bible says, He that is joined to the Lord has become one spirit with Him. And if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed, and you are an heir according to the promise. Amen. That would be you. That would be me. I like what Leroy Thompson said many years ago. He said, because I'm Abraham's seed, I'll never be broken another day in my life. Because I'm a child of God, I'll never be sad another day in my life. Why? Because he's made me glad. Now, you may have some symptoms of lack, some symptoms of sadness, some symptoms of anxiety and depression, but a symptom is much different than taking it to yourself. Hallelujah. I love this message translation. It says, and since you are Christ's family, then you are Abraham's famous descendants, heirs according to the covenant promise. Hallelujah. The Amplified says, and if you belong to Christ and you're in him who is Abraham's seed, then you're Abraham's offspring and spiritual heirs according to the promise. Just let this word soak in you today. The New Living Translation says, And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs, and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. So as a child of God, you and I, we are the seed of Abraham. So let's ask ourselves this morning, what does that mean? It means this. It means that everything God promised to him belongs to you. It's been passed down to you through the Lord Jesus Christ. Abraham's blessing is your inheritance. It's been willed to you by the word of God. We have gathered here this morning for the reading of the will. <laughs> Amen. So let's read the will today. What do you say? Look over at uh, Genesis chapter 12 and notice with me in verse 2 and 3. This kind of teaching is not real popular with religious people. But oh, it tastes good to people that are hungry for revelation. In Galatians, uh, Genesis 12, verse 2 and 3 in the Amplified, he said, And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you with abundance, increase of favors. Now, I put my name right there. I'm, I, wrote, I literally wrote it in my notes. He is blessing Mark with abundant increase of favors. He didn't just say he will give you favors. That means like from time to time. But he will abundantly give you an increase of favors in and on your life. Hallelujah. And he says, I'll make your name famous and distinguished. And you will be a blessing. And you will dispense good to others. Yeah. Part of the biggest blessing of being a blessing is being able to do good to other people. Yeah. Amen. Amen. 
There's nothing like being able to write out a check to someone who has a need. There's nothing like going and mowing someone's lawn who can't mow it for themselves. There's nothing like baking some, come on, chocolate chip cookies. I felt something right there. For someone who's a shut-in. You're blessed to be a blessing. And you know what? You are a blessing. Say it with me. I am a blessing. I woke up this morning today and said, Lord, make me a blessing. Help me to be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. Who confer prosperity and happiness upon you. But I will curse those who curse you or use insolent language toward you. You know, we need to be careful what we say about each other. Amen. And the word says, In you will all the families and kindreds of the earth be blessed, and they will bless, and you will be a bless, blessing. Now, to fully grasp what God was saying here, we need to understand when He blesses someone, He's not just telling you to have a good day. This isn't a flippant. Oh, bless you, bless you, bless you. No, when God blesses you, he's conferring on you and me the power to increase and prosper in every area of life. Now, if you don't believe that, just look up the word bless in Webster's Dictionary. Or get you a W.E. Vines and look up the word bless. This is what it means. It means to cause to prosper. To make happy, to bestow favor upon, to consecrate for holy purposes, to make successful, to make prosperous in temporal concerns pertaining to this life, to guard and preserve. You see, when the blessing of God is upon you in 2015, you don't have to be afraid to go outside. You don't have to be afraid to board Southwest Airlines. You don't have to be afraid to board United Airlines. You don't have to be afraid to get on 680 and drive. You don't have to be afraid to get on 880 and drive. You don't have to be afraid to take a walk around the block because the blessing is on you. And I'm telling you what, he's given his angels charge over you. And they're going to keep you in all of your ways. Now believe that, my brother. Believe that, my sister. Believe that the angels of the Lord are surrounding you everywhere you go. Hallelujah. No bullet shall befall thee. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. No terrorists shall befall us. Neither shall any plague come nigh our babies' schools. I'm telling you, mom, dad, grandpa, grandma, get up there and plead the blood of Jesus around your property. Walk the public school property and apply the blood and say, not here, devil. This is God's property. It's part of the blessing. Hallelujah. See, it was actually the blessing of God that made Abraham rich. It was the blessing of God that caused him to prosper. Look at Genesis 15 and notice with me in verse 1, the amplified version. Genesis 15, verse 1. 
Keep your eyes on him as your source and you will see a full supply. But put your eyes on man, you'll always come up short and never have enough. But our God is more than enough. So we will look away from all the distractions of this age. And we will roll all the cares of this life into his capable hands. And we'll keep our eyes fixed upon him. And he shall come in his glory and in his power and bring ample supply and a surplus of prosperity in our lives. Amen. Genesis 15, 1 Amplified. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, and he said, Abram, don't be afraid. Now why? Because I am your shield, and I am your abundant compensation. And your reward shall be kind of okay. Now, I'll give you a little trickle. No, he didn't just say, I'm your compensation. He said, I'm your abundant compensation. And he says, your reward is going to be exceedingly great. Now, would you agree with me today that Abraham was rewarded? Now, the main reason why Abraham was rewarded is because of his obedience of faith. God called him to go into a land and into a country that he didn't know anything about. And he just stepped out in faith and obedience to the word of the Lord. And when he got there, the Lord showed up, blessed him, and gave him his next step. And then as he obediently followed the Lord, the Lord was with him on the path and just kept blessing him and blessing him and blessing him. But listen, it required an obedience of faith on Abraham's part. And God said, I'm going to be your reward. And this reward that I'm giving you, Abraham, will not just be a small thing, but it will be exceedingly great. Now, I have discovered this, that my God is no respecter of persons. And he's placed on the inside of every one of you the God kind of faith. Now, track this with me. At Hebrews, the 11th chapter in the 6th verse. And let's take a look at this. To access this glorious grace and to access this great blessing requires faith. And it requires obedience on your part. You know, he said, if you be willing and obedient, you're going to eat. You're going to eat what? I'm going to eat at Black Bear Diner. Well, if that's the good of the land, go ahead. But the good of the land is much more than just natural food. Now, Hebrews 11:6. I want you to read this with me. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Let's stop right there. If it's impossible to please him without faith, it must be possible to please him with faith. And remember this, that faith and obedience go hand in hand. 
For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Now read the rest with me. And that he is a. What is he? He is a rewarder. He is an abundant compensator. Of those that diligently heed his voice. The word heed means to listen with the intention to do. Those that hear his voice and do what he's saying shall be abundantly compensated and greatly rewarded. I know I'm speaking to the right crew today. You know, you ought to be jumping up and down and say, that's me, that's me, that's me. I'm talking about in your spirit. Yeah, that's me. I received that. That's mine. Amen. Now, we're reading the will today, right? I want to look at Deuteronomy chapter 28. And I want to say this before. The blessing will enable you to prosper no matter what's happening around you. It'll cause you to increase in the midst of recessions. We purchased this building right after we got it. I mean, the economy just fell flat. But God didn't fall flat. God saw it coming. This blessing, I want to say it again, will cause you to increase in the midst of recessions, depressions, or any other kind of economic calamity that the devil can dream up. Now let's look at Deuteronomy 28. Verse 1. And I'm reading from the Amplified Version. Don't go to sleep on me now. Blessed people stay awake in church. <laughs> well, he's, I got scripture for it. Awake thou sleeper. <laughs> Amen. And Christ shall give thee light. Amen. Deuteronomy 1, he said, If you listen diligently to the voice of the Lord your God, being watchful to do all these commandments which I command you this day, the Lord God will set you on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. You will not have to chase the blessing. The blessing will chase you. You will not have to add to yourself if you're a true seeker of the kingdom of God. The king will add to those who seek the kingdom. Amen. Now notice what he said. He says, if you heed the voice of the Lord your God. He said, blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the field. I take that scripture when I go to Pawnee, Oklahoma. Where Brenda grew up because it's the field. Amen. Verse 4. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body. Amen. Strength and health. The fruit of your ground. That's your gardens. The fruit of your beasts. The increase of your cattle. And the young of your flock. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading trough. Blessed shall be when you come in. And blessed shalt thou be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before your face. Ah, uh -huh, this shouting ground. 
They'll come against you one way, but how many ways are they going to flee before you? They're going to flee before you seven ways. And then he says, you're going to live under the commanded blessing of the commander in chief. That's an awesome place to live. He said, the Lord will command his blessing upon you in your storehouse, your savings account, and so forth. And in all that you undertake, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. Now, we're going to go back to verse 8 in a moment, but let me read verses 9 through 13. And the Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself. What kind of people? Worldly? This blessing that's upon your life won't make you weird. This blessing upon your life will cause you to live aright and live holy before God. If you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. And all the people of the earth shall see your call by the name. And in the presence of the Lord they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord shall make you to have what? Through the fruit of your body, your livestock. Now I don't have any sheep and I don't have any cows. But if I did, I know they'd be blessed. And of your ground, in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you, the Lord will open up his good treasury, the heavens, to give the rain of your land in its season. Hey, do we need rain in America? I mean, do we need the rain of the Spirit in the good old USA? How about Washington, D.C.? Could there be some rainfall there? From the north to the south, the east and the west, let it rain, Lord. Come on, lift up your hands and say, let it rain. Let it rain, let it rain, let it rain, let it rain, Lord. The rain of your spirit. The heavens to give the, the, rain, the rain of your land in its season. And to bless all the work of your hands. And you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. How about that? And the Lord will make you the head. I can't hear you. And the Lord will make you the head. <laughs> and not the tail. And you shall be above only and not be beneath. If the condition, you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day and are watchful to do them. Now, I want to look at verse 8 because there's a great revelation here that I want to share with you this morning. And I believe that it will be imparted by the Spirit of God. In verse 8, it says here, The Lord shall command the blessing upon you in your storehouse and in all that you undertake. Now, back in 2011, Brother Kenneth Copeland had a tremendous word of prophecy in November 10th in Washington, D.C. in his Believer's Victory Conference there. And the word of the Lord came to him and he began to speak prophetically. Listen to what it says. The Lord says, I have a great storehouse. Much more has been stored up in the storehouse of riches beyond your wildest dream that I laid up for you before the foundation of the world. And he goes on to say, much more is stored up than what the church, listen, has ever called for. There are blessings in your storehouse that perhaps you haven't called for yet. (laughs) 
You know, uh, in the natural world, there is freight in containers that is yet to be claimed. They have websites. Did you know that you can go on there and you can check whether there's money available to you that you haven't claimed yet? I looked down there. I think it was about $2.10. (laughs) But there's things in the natural that people haven't claimed. And it's true naturally and it's true spiritually. What do you say we start calling for some things? Amen? Now take the limits off of God. I said, take the limits off of God because he's bigger than you can think. He can do more than you can ask. Amen. Now, listen, he says, I never have held back on the church, saith the Lord and the God of plenty. I've made it available to you. I have put it in my word. I gave you promise and stood behind it with the blood, the precious blood of your savior. But there has been a backwardness. Interesting how he said this. But there's been a backwardness in my people about laying hold of the things that I've provided for you. In other words, the body of Christ, and I know it's true of me, that I haven't laid hold of everything that God's promised me. But I'm working on it. Everyone say, lay hold. Lay hold. See, the word lay hold is a word that you could also describe as take. Take. Now, let me just quote this to you. But in Mark eleven twenty four, Jesus said this. What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you what? Believe you receive them or take them. Take them at the time you pray. Lay hold of them. Believe it. Receive it. Take it. And you shall have them. Say it with me and I shall have them. But there's been a backwardness in my people about laying hold of the things that I've provided for you. But I will say this. There's a people in the land... There's a people on 24800 Asperian Boulevard right now. There's a people in Hayward. There's a people in the Bay Area. There's a people, listen, around the world. There is a people strong and mighty. Growing stronger and much mightier. And more bold to lay hold. Just pray this right now with me. Heavenly Father, I pray for greater boldness. May I be bold to lay hold. There is a people strong and mighty. That's you and me. And we're growing. And we're getting stronger, aren't we? And we're getting mightier. And we're getting more bold to lay hold And put our claim of faith on the things that he's laid up for us. 
And then the Spirit of God through him said, and it thrills me, says the Lord, because it's been yours all the time. Hallelujah. 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 Now, go quickly over to Psalms 31. Quickly to Psalms 31 and verse 19. Say it with me. I'm bold to lay hold. Now, notice this verse here. In the NIV it says, How great is your goodness which you have stored up. That's storehouse, right? For those who fear you, those who reverence you, those who do the word, which you bestow in the sight of men on those who take refuge in you. I want you to know specifically that there are things stored up for you and for me. Now here it is. I encourage you in 2015 at the top of this year to lay hold of what's been laid up for you. Lay hold of what's been laid up for you. And do it boldly. God has placed on the inside of every one of you in this auditorium the faith that takes. He has placed on the inside of you and I the ability to receive our full inheritance. We're reading the will today. And in closing, I want to say a few other things. I don't want to preach all day. How many of you know you don't have to preach all day to have revelation? But there's a couple things I believe that the Lord wants to just insert and deposit into all of our hearts so we can chew on it all week long. The thing I want to say to you today is we are not dependent on the economic cycles of this natural realm. I am not economy dependent. I'm God dependent. Although I believe in doctors and I believe in taking medication as one needs it, I am not medical science dependent I'm dependent on Jehovah Rapha I may take something from time to time to help me along to remove something out of my life but at the end of the day he is the great physician we are covenant children of a covenant keeping God and we are becoming covenant minded and we are dependent on what thus says the Lord Amen. I had to get that out. Say with me, I'm God dependent. Thank God for a wonderful job. But don't become job dependent. Don't look to your employer. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finish of our faith. And don't limit God. He may have you in a certain vocation right now, but you know what? You've got a covenant with God. He may just turn things right around for you and put you in another position in another company and cause you to prosper greatly. See, the thing is, is lean on Him. Trust in Him. Be led by Him. He will teach you to profit. He'll go before so predish de fande de kestoya. 
He'll go before you. He'll send his angels before you. And he'll make a clear path for you to walk in. It's a pathway of joy. It's a pathway of strength. And it's a pathway of prosperity. So walk ye in it, saith the Lord, and rejoice in my goodness. For my hand is upon you for good and not evil. And declare regularly, surely goodness and mercy is following me all the days of my life. And I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord. How long? Woo! Glory to God. How many of you know there's coming a time where we're not going to be here, but we're going to be there. We're going to be dwelling in the house of the Lord. Woo! Forever. Forever and ever and ever. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will shout of His goodness forever. I want to stroll down heaven's streets with you. I want to talk of His wonderful goodness and shout to the Lord the victory. Amen? So in closing, (laughs) Psalms 112. Psalms 112 from the New Living Translation. For those of you who are keeping track of time, it's 1223 and we're doing really good. Dependent on Him. I like the first verse. Praise the Lord, he says. He says, How joyful are those who fear you and delight in obeying your commandments. Drop down to verse 6. He talks about those who fear the Lord. We're talking about you and me. We reverence Him. I love this in verse 6. He says, Such people will not be overcome by evil. We're not being overcome by evil. We're overcoming evil by good. Bad news doesn't overcome us. Good news overcomes that. Those who are righteous will be long remembered. They don't fear bad news. They confidently trust in the Lord to care for them. Thank God I'm under the care of the great physician this morning. I've cast all my cares on him. And he cares for me. Hallelujah. I can't help but say hallelujah. Would you have to be so loud? Yes, thank you. He says they're confident and fearless and can face their foes triumphantly. They share freely and give generously to those in need. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. They will have influence and honor The wicked will see this and be infuriated. They will grind their teeth in anger. They will slink away like a little snake. Their hopes thwarted. See, the world doesn't understand the blessing. The world criticizes those of us who talk about the blessing. Because they think our motives are pure, are are not pure. They think we're a bunch of crooks. Like last night, for instance. We went and ate Chinese food. Just minding our own business. At the Panda Express. They got a good one in Newark. Really good. You've been there? It's good, isn't it? What time is it? Huh? <laughs> but we're minding our own business. And this girl just kept smiling at us. And, you know, I've got my warrior's hat on. I don't even look saved, but I'm there. 
Brenda, Brenda looked great, as always. But she kept smiling at us. And I thought, well, maybe she comes to the church. And I said, do we know you? And she says, I don't know. I said, have you been to the church? She says, I don't go to church. I follow my heart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hand me the chopsticks, honey. Let's... And I said, well, you know, we're pastors. And she said real loud so everyone could hear. You're not one of those who steals all the people's money and lives in big houses and runs out of town with a secretary, are you? Real loud. (laughs) And I said, no. Obviously, there was, you know, we, we need to pray for her because there was something, you know, maybe too much MSG in the Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what I did. I said, honey, I'm going to leave now. Because <laughs> I was going over next door to get some ministry soup for after church today. But Brenda had to sit there with her for a while and... Thank God for a wonderful wife. But that's what the world, you know, that's what they think. Amen. And even religious people, they just think, you know, a bunch of crooks. Well, I'll grant you this. There's crooks in the ministry. But there's also crooks in the medical field. Yeah, there may be a few crooks here and there in the ministry, but I'm telling you, the good far outweigh. I mean, far outweigh any of that. There's crooks in the real estate area. Amplified. Listen to this now. Verse 7. He shall not be afraid of bad news. His heart is firmly fixed, trusting, leaning on, and being confident in the Lord who blesses. Verse 8, his heart is established and steady. He will not be afraid while he waits to see his desire established upon his adversaries. Pastor Tom, come to the piano if you would. I looked this verse up in the complete Jewish version. It says this, he will not be frightened by bad news. He remains steady, trusting in Adonai. His heart is set firm. He will not be afraid till he finally looks in triumph at his enemies. And the way you look at your enemies is not this way. You look at them like that. Look down right there. He's under our feet. God's Word translation says he's not afraid of bad news, but his heart remains secure, fully confident in the Lord. His heart is steady. He's not afraid. And in the end, he will look triumphantly at his enemies. Is that you? Let's all stand up and give God praise for what we've heard today. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Say this with me real strong now. Say it. I desire good. 
Therefore, I'm going to speak good all year long. I am bold this morning to lay hold, to lay hold of what's been laid up for me. Lord, I receive my inheritance as an heir of God. As a joint heir with Jesus. And we thank you that surely goodness and mercy. They are following us. All the days of our life. All the days of 2015. And we're going to dwell. In the house of the Lord. Forever. Before we rejoice a little bit. Tony come right up here with Rachel. Those of you that did raise your hand and you'd like some books and some material.